Hi there, I'm Kenzie Fell, producer and co-host of McGowan Braybender's podcast channel, Side Effects. Today, we are welcoming a friend of McGowan Braybender and a veteran in the human resources field, Kelly Zimmerman. Kelly serves as an HR technology consultant at Benefit Technology Resources, or BTR. We are thrilled to have her as a guest on not just this one Side Effects podcast episode, but on three podcast episodes covering anything and everything HR technology related. This particular episode will dive into the basics and building blocks of HR technology, what it is, who should be involved in the discussion, why HR technology is needed in a business, and the potential roadblocks. We've got a lot to cover. So without further delay, welcome Kelly to the show. Welcome to Side Effects with an A. When effect is normally used, it's a noun. It's already occurred. Effect is a verb meaning action. Action influences outcome. I'm Scott McGowan. I'm Kenzie Fell. And I'm Anne Marie Singleton. Now, I think even for our listeners, too, I think what's important is um, we might be right, we might be wrong. But one thing is, we're not afraid. Our goal is to get you to think about things a little differently. And we're unscripted. We just have free reign for 20 minutes. Welcome to Side Effects with an A. Good afternoon. I'm Kenzie Fell. Welcome to Side Effects. Anne-Marie, how are you today? Hey, Kenzie. I'm doing great. Welcome, everybody. And Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Um, It is kind of crazy. You were supposed to be in Ohio with us about a month ago, right before all of the lockdowns started. You were going to be in our office. You had all these presentations planned, and then it got canceled. Exactly. COVID has truly impacted our lives in so many ways. Yeah, well, we are so glad to have you back on our show, and we could reschedule these. We are doing this remotely, but hopefully we are back in the office soon, and we can get back in the studio. Um, So just jumping right in, I wanted to talk about HR technology. You are an expert in this field, and this is such an important topic for our listeners. So um, your reputation precedes you. For listeners who don't know, though, what is BTR? So Benefit Technology Resources is really a consulting firm. We partner with broker partners such as McGowan Braybender to help their clients identify a technology strategy. That may be evaluating their current technology or it may be looking at any changes, and that's technology related to human resources. That could be as small as an app, for communications or as large as a full suite technology initiative. So thanks for sharing that, Kelly. And I know we're, we've got one of three series going here. So we're going to try to keep this really basic today, just as an intro, especially for those that might not have begun to explore HR technology. So we at McGowan Braybender understand that it's so important to any process, HR and employee related, Uh, But it might sound foreign to some listeners who are still doing things in-house or who may have some of these technologies, but not referring to them in that way. So could you help us understand what is HR technology? What falls under that umbrella? It's really any technology that employees are going to use on a day-to-day basis, but it also may be how a 
leadership or a company will track their employees, whether it be new hires or retirement or engagement with benefit enrollments. It's related to everything. And after 25 years in HR, I recognize there are things even such as uniform tracking programs. So it could really be any aspect of a employee's life, whether it's related to their personal life, but especially around their work life. So, so that's pretty global. Um, you know, when you think mm-hmm. about some of the things you just said, um, you think about things like people have been doing payroll for, for a long time. That's HR technology, right? A time clock or now um, maybe people don't know what a time clock is, but, um, you know, a badge in, they might call it um, in today's modern world, right? I'm referring to olden mm-hmm. times. Um, the good old days. <laughs> what, what problems would they be trying to solve that would lead them to a discussion around, could we do this with technology? Like what would be some of the common questions that come your way that lead to a technology solution? So a lot of times it really depends on where is the client at this point in their technology life. Is everything manual and paper-based? Well, then we might want to look at something that's very easy to adopt, very easy to put in place, and they may just want to overcome some of those human errors or those manual processes, uh, poor reporting. But then it could be at the other side of the spectrum where they've had technology, but maybe it's not just meeting their needs. It's not performing at the levels that they need to make very strategic and thoughtful decisions on how they're supporting their employees. Because it all comes around that human resource, being able to engage with them, communicate with them. COVID has truly put a spotlight on the failures and successes of a client's or an employer's technology at this point. Yeah, so imagine um, some of the employers that have had to hire under these situations, but they've sent their HR folks to work from home, but they need to bring on production staff if they're making PPE. And so technology just isn't, can we get people paid, but can we hire them? Can we onboard them? Can we offboard them during this time if we had to do temporary layoffs? Um, Can we train them? Um, You know, we've talked with you even about learning management systems. So any of those technologies that have to do with employee, employee engagement, um, it's it's pretty pervasive um, throughout an organization. Absolutely. And the biggest key is, is communication. How are they going to let their employees know where they are in supporting them through this process? So that's become very, very important for a lot of our clients, those employers that are dealing differently with our current world of a lot of stay-at-home work and then bringing people back and how they're going to continue under any new normal. So Kelly, when we're um, talking about companies that need this technology, whether they're dealing with this COVID crisis or in general, um, would you recommend HR technology for small companies or big companies? Or what really are the differences for how you have to approach the different sizes of companies? So as a technology consultant, I would say every employer needs some level of technology. But how we approach Mm -hmm. it is really evaluating what they need. Uh, If they're right now processing payroll on QuickBooks and don't have any other technologies in place, then they're needing payroll, maybe onboarding, maybe recruitment. Uh, They may need something that's going to fit their budget and their needs. 
uh, they're wanting to communicate. Whereas other organizations, they have something in place that's not meeting their needs, so we're going to need to identify their technology sophistication. And again, look at how we can strategically identify the best technology fit for them at where they are now, but also meets their ongoing needs, how that technology can grow with them. So I would say every company needs technology. Yeah, and you know, that's a that's a really good point, Kelly. I mean, I, I share that, even though I'm not in your space all the time like you are, that every company does need technology. It's just the way of the world. But we get this question an awful lot from employers, you know, am I too small for this or I, it's, I am too small and it's too expensive. So there's this perception that technology has to be expensive and that there are only monster systems like giant SAP systems and so forth out there that people can't afford and or use. So could you help us understand if a smaller company would be able to um, jump into this space in today's world? There's a lot of ways that they can phase their way into technology and they can look at long-term strategies that maybe stack technologies and functionality together. Uh, If they're doing payroll now through a system, maybe they just want to add on benefits administration, whether it be within their current vendor or through a third-party standalone. Benefits administration is so paper-intensive and can be very complex, but it's an easy solution and it's usually very inexpensive. And there are ways that BTR and other consultants and the Go and Brave vendor can work with those clients to mitigate some of those costs. There's a lot of different strategies to really evaluate what the client's fees and financial budgeting requirements are and meeting those. The range of available technology is probably as broad as any other shopping experience, uh, and it's growing. So there are vendors that are very in tune to those small employers and can help them at where they are. And then you have those enterprise levels that really play in that space of those large groups. So it, there's options for everyone. I think that you hit, hit, hit that um, right on the head, and that is that it's growing and there are new solutions what seems like almost daily and selecting the right solution is really important because there are so many now. Um, And I think under our current circumstances with COVID-19, we will see even more vendors come to the table. I agree. Well, it's just very important that when clients are evaluating those vendors, that they're very thoughtful about it. And it's not always just listening to a salesperson, but diving into the capabilities of that technology and the capabilities of that vendor from a service component as well as a technology component. And so what BTR does is really walk clients through that vetting process to ensure they're not getting a sales pitch, but they're truly looking at a best fit opportunity for them. So Kelly, um, this kind of leads into the next question perfectly. A com- let's say a company has decided, okay, we need HR technology. Who exactly is involved in this decision? Is it the HR team? Is it the CEO? Who Who's the one that is able to pull the strings? So 
we think it should be everyone. Initially, to even start a strategy, you should have the executive level buy-in. You should have their support. You should have an understanding of IT's in requirements and engagement. But when it comes to evaluating the platforms, it should be everyone who touches it, from your recruiters to your um, day-to-day generalist to your benefit specialist. Those that will actually be using the solution should be part of that process, not only in understanding what the scope of the project will be, what the end goals will be, but also the utilization of it, the change management that could be part of that. So it's really an all-company involvement. I've seen a lot of clients, even when they get to a finalist round, start bringing in employees to play around with it to see if they like the experience and they like using it from a user position. So, okay, so that's that's an excellent example of how to get everyone involved. Um, so if the, so whoever has decided that they want the technology saying it's everyone, where exactly do they begin? Would they even look on Amazon? Would they just Google it? Because I feel like it's an, an unknown space. If they don't know who BTR is, that could be hard for someone to decide where to go next. It is. And I have heard tons of stories where clients have said, well, I've vetted 10, 15 different vendors trying to get to a top two or three. And this is where consultants such as BTR comes in. We know the market. We do a deep dive into the client's needs and narrow it down. If you start Googling, it's going to become almost like a Wikipedia research project where you can't guarantee that everything you have is accurate and true. You might get some sales pitches, you might get uh, a really bad experience, and someone's blasted it across all of the platforms. And that's not going to be a true overview of how capable that functionality and, and technology can be. So if you're not living in this world of technology, you really should partner with someone who is. And I love that McGowan Brabender offers this service of this expertise to their clients. Yeah, and I think, you know, you make a really good point. We often compare these types of things to filing your taxes because everyone does that and they can understand it. And so I don't know many businesses that file their own corporate taxes. They typically would use a CPA to do that. Um, And if they don't, they probably have other issues um, because we probably filed them wrong if we tried to do it, do it ourselves, right? For a corporation. (laughs) And so I think that it's the same level of complication. um, And it also could even have bigger impacts because it reaches every single person inside their organization. So um, really, um, I love that you're like, everyone should have technology and everyone should be involved with it. So uh, I, I say that lightly, but it's true. And so thinking about it in that regard, because this is such an important thing for an organization, and now we've got you know everybody from the end user to the senior leader bought in, we've gone down this path, we've selected a technology with a partner like BTR, um, what happens next? Like how long could this take to implement? And I asked this question um, sort of tongue in cheek, but seriously, because sometimes we get senior leaders who say, oh, you can set us up with an HRIS system. That's great. Can we get that in three weeks? Because they 
don't know. And I just say, hmm, let me refer you to Kelly. So can you talk to us about how long that takes to implement and when they should start looking? Absolutely. So timing is always everything with anything we do in life. But implementation will take as long as a vendor's process the functionality the client wants to deploy, and how deep the client wants to go in customization. So uh, there are some vendors that have out-of-the-box platforms or functionality that can be set up in two to four weeks. You're going to get a very limited capability, very uh, solid box, but not a lot of customization, not a lot of configuration to what you need, uh, depending on how complex an organization is. Average, we see three to four months for a full suite HRI, HCM, Human Capital Management Solution, and that will include everything from recruitment through talent management. Uh, Some of those enterprises, those ones that are going to be a thousand plus lives, they may take closer to that six to eight months, but on the average, usually three to four months can be done. You always want to think about timing of what else is going on within the organization. When is your benefit renewal? Uh, we all know in the benefits world, open enrollments are very time-consuming and intrusive on workloads. Well, so is new technology vetting and implementation. So we don't recommend you layer in those activities at the same time. Maybe you have a lot of quarter-end activity, mid-year activity. You always want to be strategic in the thought processes of planning these out because it is a lot of time on top of our very busy schedules. So you just want to be thoughtful about it, and this is where BTR really walks our clients through that process, make sure we are being very thoughtful and strategic, and make it a positive experience, not a harmful experience. So Kelly, you you addressed kind of my next question. I was going to ask more about what are some potential roadblocks that could happen because three to four months is a good chunk amount of time. Um, I know when you and I chatted earlier, you brought up some other things that people don't really think of. What about people in HR who may be on maternity leave or on vacation? So are those kind of roadblocks too that could slow down this process? Absolutely. I think people on your team will probably be the number one item that can cause a delay or slow down the process. I've had projects that literally end before decision because two of the decision makers went out on maternity leave at the same time. Uh, We've had uh, things delayed because leadership is traveling out of the country because they're a global organization. Vacations. Summertime is a big time when you have to think about vacations and people being out of the office. So you have to think of all that. November to December is horrible because you have the holidays, you have year end, people wanting to take time off with their kids and travel. So we always are thoughtful about the impact of a timeline from a people perspective, but then you also need to look at your corporate initiatives. This is where you get everybody involved. Is accounting looking at making any changes to their systems or to their uh, allocations of of costing? Uh, Is... um, 
acquisitions going on, you know, company growth could change the direction of a technology initiative. So these are all the types of questions you want to ask. You want to ask all the departments because just not HR is going to be related. You're going to have finance. You're going to have IT. You might have business development. And then your leadership team can give you insights on when is a good time for everyone to be involved and time that project out. Well, and I'll just add on to that, Kelly, from a, a real-world experience perspective. I've been through this um, many times with many different employers, um, all wanting the same thing, which is technology to help them streamline, be more efficient, engage with their workforce in a better way, et cetera. And if we cannot get them to understand all of the things you just said up front, um, it doesn't really go very smooth in the end product. Does it end up being what everybody wanted. And, you know, we really pride ourselves on having best in class service and um, being delivering everything with excellence. And sometimes that, that, you know, people don't want to hear about the details of it. But in this particular project, they have to be involved with the details of it. And so it's not an ask and answer. It's not simple and easy. And if you can't get people to buy into that, I think that you set yourself up for um, a not so good experience. Exactly. Um, so, you know, just being thoughtful, being aware, not living in a, a bubble, you know, and I think COVID is really showing us how we need to be more outward thinking and less inward thinking and in how we interact with everyone on a day-to-day basis. Oh, for sure. Um, I have a question kind of fun, <laughs> maybe. If you have a, do you have a story maybe a horror story of someone that's put technology in incorrectly or that BTR came across and saved you or uh, something that didn't address their needs correctly. Do you have any good bad stories turned success stories, I guess? You know, we have so many of those. Um, I think my favorite story is probably a client that came to us and we were going through the discovery and needs analysis and they were laying out all the pain points and saying, well, our vendor can't do this and our vendor can't do that. And we had a whole list of the can't do's. And then we're looking and in BTR, we work in teams of two or three and I'm looking at my team and we're recognizing that what the client didn't have is knowledge of the capabilities of their technology. So we kind of put a hold on the project of vetting new technology, and we're like, let's schedule a meeting with your vendor, and let's talk through all of these challenges. And what it came down to after about four to six weeks of conversations, they were able to identify that their platform really could do everything that they wanted it to do. They just needed to do a little bit of training, a little bit of changing, and they were able to use the system much more efficiently and effectively. And what that did is it saved them not only the entire time it would have taken to vet the market, and then additional time to invest in implementing new technology, but it saved them the funding of the implementation cost. And that could be wow. a huge chunk of money. So to me, it started out as a horror story, but it really turned into a win-win for everybody because the client now is able to truly use their technology 
save that budgeted money that they were going to put towards implementation and really utilize some uh, really strong technology that already had in place. Yeah, and I love that story, Kelly. I can't tell you how many times um, we've come across that where the client has purchased a technology um, on their own or at the recommendation of someone else, and they really don't know how to use it. And you guys have done a great job of helping people just understand the functionality of what they have, um, understand their processes first, and then understand how their technology can meet their needs. So I love that story. we have seen so much competition in the marketplace in this technology space. We've already touched on that a little bit now um, in today's podcast where there was many, many technologies and many more coming, especially in response to COVID-19. We do also see this, um, it pops up occasionally that there's technology being offered at no cost, right? So at no cost to the employer. And we all know that um, there's no such thing as free. Um, It's being paid for somehow, somewhere, Mm -hmm. by someone. So talk to me about your thoughts around no cost or free technology that's um, being thrown around out there in the marketplace. I have a lot of thoughts. (laughs) Just the ones you can share with the listeners today. (laughs) Just those. Absolutely. So you've always heard you get what you pay for. So if you're getting a free technology, it's going to be the barest of options that are available. And then it is going to be paid for somehow, Uh, whether you are going to have increased premiums, whether you're going to have decreased services, there is going to be paid somehow for that technology. The other side of that is if someone else is paying for that technology, then you, the employer, don't own that engagement. So when you have the technology that you're paying for, you own the decision that the technology you're receiving. You're not pigeonholed to what's being available, what's free. You can choose what is the best fit. You own the relationship with the vendor. So you're able to navigate through getting things better for you, having direct communications, having opportunities to learn and really utilize that technology. And then it doesn't tie you to another relationship. Uh, A lot of organizations, whether it be a carrier, another broker, they're using that quote unquote free technology to make the relationship sticky. If you're a good As you say you are, you don't need that technology to stick that relationship. And the client can own that relationship and own that technology and make decisions separately from technology to a benefit strategy and make the the best strategy for them in every arena. So real quick, that's my immediate thoughts on it. Right. So we're not saying don't ever explore it. Just ask better questions. And it's definitely a watch out if you're considering uh, technology, especially one that comes at no cost. So we've covered a lot of things today in our first our first podcast with you. And I'm wondering if you could leave our listeners with um, a top one, two, or three things to consider to get this right the first time as they start exploring it, if you could summarize. Absolutely. So before you even start looking at technology, you should step back and create a technology strategy. 
you should know what is your goal for that strategy? What is the expectations? How do you want to use that technology to improve your operations, your relationships with your employees? And then identify what it takes to meet those goals. Make sure that you've planned out your internal resources, your financial resources, and the steps to make it happen. It should be built out before you even start any of those steps. So planning, I know Kinsey talked about being a planner before, just plan it out before you mm -hmm. take step one. Uh, one of the things I love to say is you don't, you're not going to get where you want to go unless you know how to get there. So create a roadmap. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Kelly. Thank no, you guys for having advice, me. Nice, Kelly. Um, well, that, I guess, concludes our first of three podcasts with Kelly about HR technology. So stay tuned for the second of three podcasts coming next week. Um, Kelly will be addressing the implementation process, what it means, and where it even begins. So if you have any questions or comments about this episode, um, you can email me at Kenzie at HealthierBirthdays.com. Or you can email me at in at healthierbirthdays.com. And you can also find contact information for our friend and HR expert, Kelly, on our website. So thanks, everyone, and have a great day.